0: Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. Father God, we thank you for your presence here. We ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Come speak into our hearts. Come speak your word to us. We ask for the light of your spirit. You are light. Come and illuminate your word. Come and illuminate your words to us. Speak into our hearts. Come have your way, Holy Spirit. Speak to us. Thank you for... You've been the highlight. You've been the one the spotlight is on now. Take it away, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit is actually, I'm trusting, going to be speaking to your heart this morning. Let's focus on what he's doing. Amen. So, this, this morning I titled my, my um, message, um, The Spirit and the Word, No Competition okay? Um, And I just, what I wanted to do is just address um, something that often comes up when um, a group of Christians, we want to pursue the Spirit of God, we want to pursue it and we start, as a result, start seeing the manifestations of the Spirit of God, we see the gifts of God start operating, we see signs and wonders, all the things, we see you know, just God sweep into the room like we see in the Bible, you know, where people like at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, people falling over, thinking they're like drunk men, all these signs, like when the Holy Spirit came into the temple, all the priests fell over, um, I mean, the Bible's full of signs and wonders and when God pitches up and His Spirit pitches up, things start to happen and the Spirit starts moving and it's quite awe-inspiring sometimes and Sometimes it can be quite scary. And and then as soon as that happens and we are out of our comfort zone because, you know, the Bible says that um, the Spirit comes and he goes as he wishes, you know, and that you don't know. And, uh, you know, uh, you don't know what he's going to do. And, you know, sometimes we like to have our God in a little box. We like to understand him, because if we understand him, we feel comfortable, we know what's going to happen. But when the Holy Spirit pitches up, I want to say that the Holy Spirit actually is God. Yeah Let's just start with that. The Holy Spirit is God himself, Third person in the Trinity. So you know, sometimes as Christians, we say, like we, we think about God. As, um, you know, the sort of add-on to God, like this, His power, something, um, you know, a, an it. We even call it an it. It's an impersonal force. You know? Um, but that's actually not who the Holy Spirit is. He's is the third person of the Trinity. He is a person. And it is God Himself. But when, when the Holy Spirit, he is God himself, when the Holy Spirit pitches up, it is not, oh, it's the Holy Spirit, that some power pitch. God pitches up. When the Holy Spirit comes in, God comes in. The living God comes in to the place. And when God comes up, I don't say, like, we always want God to fit into our nice little boxes because we feel comfortable. When God pitches up... You're not necessarily going to feel comfortable, the reason being is because he's so much greater and bigger and more powerful than us. The Bible says, God says of himself, my ways are not your ways. So when God pitches up, we suddenly realize, hey, God's ways are not my ways. I'm I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable because things aren't going my way. (laughs) I don't know about you, but when God pitches up, sometimes he wants to sort of show himself to be God. Yeah. And we don't like feeling out of control. Yeah. Just generally. We like to feel in control. So as soon as these things start happening in our church, then, you know, we, we start saying like, okay guys, let's, let's just, let's just, you know, I'm not quite sure. I don't quite understand. Um, let's just, can we find some sort of ground? And, and there is solid ground in Christ. He is the rock, and there is solid ground. It's sometimes not the solid ground that our mind wants to um, attach onto, but there is solid ground, and we will talk about that. But what I was uh, wanting to say, we come in and people will often say, well, you know what, I just feel like we just need to, to, to there's all this Holy Spirit, we just need to get back to the Word, focus on the Word of God, um, somehow there's this understanding in people's mind that somehow we're unbalanced. You know, if, if there's a whole lot going on in the spirit and we don't see, according to our mind, the Word, then we feel somehow something's unbalanced. And because we under- can understand the Word, we want to shift there because it's more comfortable for us often, Okay. Um, and, um, and, and there is a genuine and understandable concern and often fear that we will be led astray by the Spirit. Have you ever heard that? We're going to be led astray by all the Spirit that's happening. So my first question, well, let me just say this. Let me just say this. There should be no competition between the Word and the Spirit. And I'm going to tell you there is no competition. And the reason why I want to bring your memory back to the Trinity: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all equal. They are always in perfect harmony. There is never any contradiction inside of them. They are in perfect. The Bible talks about perfect unity. There's no. There's no preeminent. Somehow in in this whole conversation that we're talking about that happens often what people want to do is almost like they want to put Do this hierarchy like somehow the word is supreme. There's no word supreme. There's no father supreme. There's no um, um, Spirit supreme. They are one one. They can never operate separately ever 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 They never act separately of one another. They will never, ever, ever, ever contradict one another. Ever. They work in complete oneness and unity. So, um, we can be assured that if the Holy Spirit pitches up, there's going to actually be, we're going to see the Word pitch up, we're going to see the Father pitch up, because they never act separately. If... If the Word isn't prominent when the Spirit comes, if the Father is not prominent when the Holy Spirit puts us up, then I want to tell you, then it's not the Holy Spirit. Okay? Then it's another Spirit. If it's the Spirit of God, then the Word is there with and alongside, and the Father is there. There's no contradiction. So the more we have of the Spirit, the more we will have of the Word, the more we will have of the Father. And if it's, if if someone is being led astray by a Spirit, I want to tell you that it is not the Holy Spirit. So I want to say, we, you know, it's like, you know, um, if we are saying, like, well, we don't want too much of the Holy Spirit here, because, you know, we need to balance it with the Word. That's that's just completely not biblical. We want, I mean, it's like saying, if we say like, well, we don't want too much of the Spirit. Like, cool down the Spirit. It's like, cool God down here, people. Bring the Holy Spirit right down. Bring God down. It's the Spirit of God. It's God. When the Holy Spirit comes and pitches up, it's God pitching up. And with Him is the Word and the Father. They never, ever work separately. Let's go to John 14, 23 to 26. It says, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we, and we will come to him, and I make a home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. All this, I have spoken with, uh, while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. If the Holy Spirit is here, he will... He will be speaking the Word of God all the time to you. He will be manifesting and demonstrating the Word of God all the time. That's why Paul said he said um, I'm not. I'm, I, he, he spoke about the demonstration of the power of God. His message came with a demonstration. The Holy Spirit was demonstrating the Word of God. You know, it says Jesus said. Um, he said, my father, uh, so he said, we, talking of, um, father and Jesus, will come to, to him and make my home with him. When the Holy Spirit comes into you, he's coming with Jesus and the Father. That's what, that's what Jesus is saying here. Cause he said, I'm sending my, that, that, that we, we like, cause, cause it's hard for our mind to get around the Trinity. We, we sort of try and separate them into these various different boxes that our minds can understand. But God doesn't separate. He is one. John sixteen thirteen to 15. <clears throat> but when he, the spirit of truth, I want you to see that the spirit of truth goes on to say, he will guide you into all truth. If the Holy Spirit pitches up, he is not going to lead you into error. He is the Spirit of truth, and He actually is the one who leads you into all truth. He is the one who leads us into all truth. He is the one. We, we actually, If we just have the Word, we actually need the Holy Spirit yeah. to lead us into the truth of the Word. It's His. And, and the, the, like. again, I want to emphasize this again and again. He will never contradict. If he is the spirit of truth, he will never contradict the truth. He will not speak on his own. Listen to this. The Spirit of Truth comes to lead us into truth and it says, he will not speak on his own. Here again shows us that this is talking about you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't pitch up and just do his own thing. Oh my goodness, the Holy Spirit is doing his own thing. He might do something apart from God and his truth and lead us into some straight way. That is not God. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's not what the Word of God says. Okay? He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine. Taking from Jesus. Taking from the word became flesh. Okay? And making it known to you all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. So, when we say we want more of the Spirit, when we enter in more of the Spirit, when we see the mani- more of the manifestation of the Spirit, who is God in our midst, we will have more of the Word of God. That's, that's what the, Jesus said the Spirit would do. He said, He will take what is mine and make it known to you. He will not speak on His own. He will speak from me. That's what the Spirit of God does. So when we say, God, give us more of you, give us more of you, we want to see the manifestation of your presence that is beyond what we can do. That's why the Holy Spirit came, because we couldn't do it, because we couldn't live this life on our own. And yet still so many times we want to try and limit God to what we can do with the Word alone. We can't. We cannot, on our own, fulfil the word of God. It's been established. That's why Jesus came, and then I'm getting ahead in my notes. But then He said, I'll just say that. Then He came at um, after He He died, and He said to His disciples, "Now here was the word." And He, you know, um, when He washed His feet, He said, "You are clean because of the words I've spoken over you," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then He says to all His disciples, "Now don't go anywhere." You need to wait here for the why? Because you couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. We couldn't do it on our own. We need the Holy Spirit. And yet we, we have this thing of no, well, we shouldn't get too much, too much Holy Spirit. That's rubbish. According to the Bible, that is rubbish. We need to wait for the Holy Spirit so we can be empowered to actually do the Word. Because it is the Holy Spirit that demonstrates the Word of God. We cannot do it on our own. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Acts 10 verse 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went around doing good and healing those all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. In John beforehand, we saw the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit to take everything that the Father has given me. And I'm going to give it to you in the Holy Spirit. And therefore, I will be with you. And therefore, you can live the life that Jesus lived. Jesus said, and you will do greater things than these. It's not going to come by our limited power. We need. (laughs) Thank you, Jemima. We need the Holy Spirit to empower the life, the life that God wants for us to live. Okay. So the the Holy Spirit will never leave, lead us away from God and his, and his truth. If that happens in your life, it was not the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, can we be led astray by our own flesh? Maybe our feelings get, you know, and and be, you know, think, oh, this is the Holy Spirit. Can we can we be led astray by another spirit? Yes, we can be. And You know but then it's not the Holy Spirit, okay? In the same way that you can be led astray by your feelings or by another spirit, you know, being deceived, um, I want to say and put to you today that you can be led astray in the, and just as much led astray and deceived by your limited understanding of the Word of God. Absolutely. You can be just as deceived by a spirit. I want to tell you that that the first way man was deceived was by the devil taking the word of God and twisting it. That's what he used. I would just say that, you know, we can be deceived anyway. And this is the importance why we need the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the discerning of spirits. So we need the Holy Spirit not to get allow us to be see, deceived by our own limit. I mean, we'll never be deceived by the Word, but we could be deceived by our limited understanding of the Word of God, or by a spirit that wants to come and deceive us from it. Um, sometimes we can, you know, get a grip on this idea that the written Word. Is supreme because it appeals to our thinking, our logical minds, and we have the sense of security because we can understand it. You know, actually when the Holy Spirit gets into the Word, it, it, it actually elevates it beyond our understanding, but man has always taken the Word of God and brought it down to our limited understanding and that's where we get religion. Yeah. Okay, um, it's completely possible to lock God's life out by means of our interpretation and understanding of the Bible and to get into error just from the Word of God, okay, if we don't have actually the Holy Spirit leading us into all truth. Um, we can sometimes take the Word of God and actually divorce it from God himself, not, not When I talk about divorcing the Word of God from himself, I'm not talking about um, um, that you don't think you're still, um, it's still the Word of God. But what you do is you divorce it from the life of God, where it just becomes a mental thing in your head that you are trying to fulfill. What happens then if the Word has not got the Spirit? I want to tell you again, the Trinity is... Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They always work together. If you just have the word without the Spirit, the Bible says, the letter kills, the Spirit gives life. That's why Jesus had to come. This is, this is not my words. This is in the Bible. I can give you the, the references later in my notes. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. You have to have them together. Because they, they go together. They're the Trinity. So, the Spirit you need the Spirit to make the Word come alive. So, think about this. If you don't have the Spirit, the life of God, in that Word, it becomes religion. And i tell you what, it becomes just another set of principles, formula to live your life by. I want to tell you that then you have renegated your Christianity to any other religion in the world. It's just a good set of principles to live your life by. And I want to tell you it's religion, and the Bible says that religion is dead. But by the Spirit of God, in demonstrating that word, the living that's why the Bible says his word is living and active. I want to tell you in Genesis one, let's just quickly read Genesis one. Getting ahead of myself here, but anyway. Genesis 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water, and God said, Let there be light. So it says, The Spirit of God was hovering over the earth, and it says, The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. And it says, And God said, the word actually came forth from the Spirit. The reason why this, the word is alive, is alive is because it is from the Spirit of God. The Bible says, God is the spirit. The reason why the word is alive is because God is alive, and when He speaks the word, the life comes forth with it. That's why it does something. OK? So if you take the spirit out of the word, it's dead. It is dead. It's just another set of principles like any other religion. But we serve a living God who wants to have a relationship with you, who wants to have your life, his life come through you and you to experience that life. But often, like I said, if we if 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 we take God out, we have this these principles, but it's safe for us. Because we, we fit it into our box. When God's Spirit comes in, He's oh, God. He can do anything. And that's a little scary at times, people. So we don't like that so much. But that is God. We don't like to, we, we like to depend on ourselves to measure our success with something. So we can measure our success with the word. But you know what? God it can do whatever He wants to. We can take the word, and we, and we like to put it like a formula: A plus no, 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 one plus one equals two. So if we got the word, then, and then I know if I do that, then I will get that. That's how we like to work with the word. But God is like into algebra. You know, it's like you know three to the power of y plus seven. No, plus X plus Z in the brackets to the power of infinity plus, you know. And we're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, if any of you did that algebra, maybe you felt similarly like, I don't know. That's what God pitches up and he wants to do in our lives, you know. He takes it to exponential levels. You know, he wants to do much more. Um, and, and so we would like, you know, to stick to our one plus one equals two because we know it and it's safe. When God comes with these X's and Y's to the power of affinity and all of this jazz, we're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If I want this. But that's what God does. And that's, is that not why we serve a God? Because he's higher than us because he can take our lives higher than we can take it. We, we want to be dependent on our lives. That's not, what I, that's not what I signed up for. And so if we signed up for a supernatural God, well, then you have to take the algebra with it. Amen? <laughs> Let's go to the power of 10, infinity. <laughs> Um, God didn't go say, hey, guys, listen... He has a set of principles. He has the word of God. You know, go and live your life. And he just goes off and he leaves you with these good sets of principles. You know, you'll be able to figure it out with this word. He didn't do that. He came and he gave you the word, but he came in the person of Jesus Christ and gave you himself, his life, his spirit into you. He he wasn't so much interested in your moral conduct and correct theology as much as he was interested in relationship with you. I want to tell you people, no one has got perfect theology. Absolutely no one. And if you think you have, then I'm afraid you're one of those people who have got disease. Let's hope, let's hope that we have sound theology and let's hope that we are constantly open to the Spirit leading us into greater truth, Amen. Um, but no one has praise God. He, he's not like, oh, you know, I can only bless people with perfect theology. No, He blesses those who trust and believe in Him and have faith in Him and put their hope in Him. Amen. I love Exodus thirty-three. I often come to this passage. It says, Jesus, um, um, not Jesus, um, <laughs> Moses. Um, says to the Lord if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us do not send us up from here how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us, what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other peoples on the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do everything you've asked because I'm pleased with you and know you by name. Interesting. When you say God, he said, show me your ways. You would think that, that, you know, the word, you know, show me your word. But Moses had already gone up the mountain and got the Ten Commandments. He had God's word, his law. And then he was asking for something else. He was asking, "Show me your ways." And God said that he answered his answer to that and said, "My presence will go with you. Show me your ways, my presence." God you know it's like what happens is, is like we think God's word is his ways. It, it, it is partly his ways, you know but um, in the sense, but God shows us how to walk that word out. Yeah. The way I see it is like the Holy Spirit is the power and wisdom of God. Like, wisdom is the correct application of knowledge. Like, we can have that word of God, but how many of you know, just, let's take the issue of love. Sometimes, if you're a parent, you need tough love. Like, this is happening no matter what and you don't want to see your child, you have to do something, and you don't want to, but because you love them, you will do something that you see is difficult for them, because that's tough love. Another time, they deserve it. But you know that in that moment, what love looks like is mercy. And so then it's mercy. But it's not just, this is what love looks like. We need the wisdom of God, which is the Spirit of God, to come and help us to live that word out in our lives. Amen? And Moses said, I don't want to go on unless your presence comes with us. Again, we see that whole thing of the word without the presence, the commandments that Moses had without the presence of God. He said, what will distinguish you? From any other religion, any other people. We want the living God in our lives. Amen. Um, Jesus the same, he said, wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, um, I'm going to just, got one more point to make, because um, I've made a whole lot of other points in my notes here, <laughs> right up front. So, Um, In Ephesians 6, it says, The sword of the Spirit, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Isn't that an interesting scripture? Um, The Amplified puts it this way, The sword the Spirit uh, wields, which is the Word of God. The sword the Spirit wields, which is the Word of God. So it's like the Word of God is the sword and then it's the Holy Spirit comes and takes it, right? So the sword on its own is very impressive, but it's just a sword lying down there until the Holy Spirit comes and takes it. I like to think about it as, uh, like in a government, you have the legislative government, which makes the laws, right? They make the laws in the country, and then you have the executive government, which actually executes it. So you know, maybe South Africa makes a law, you know, you are not allowed to murder people. You know, people will carry on murdering people until the police start executing that law and start apprehending um, those people and bringing them to justice. Right? The and that's the judicial. The bringing them to justice is the judicial part. Um, which is, is also in part of God's government. So, Again, here we see in this, it's the Word of God and the Holy Spirit together. And so I want to end again by just saying, the Holy Spirit is God himself. He's the third member of the Trinity, and not the lesser member. <laughs> They're all one. They work in perfect unity. They need to be together. The spirit will never work, you can see in those scriptures I gave you in John, apart from the word of God. And I want to tell you, no matter where you are, we all, you know, are... Um, there is the chance that we will be deceived. By the devil, by using the word of God, by another spirit, there is a chance. But I want to say that... That's where trusting God comes in. That's why I'm asking God to come and fill you, his light to fill you. Trusting God that, you know, because the Bible says, um, uh, Jesus actually said, of the Holy Spirit, uh, I don't know if I, I put it, uh, see if I can find the um, scripture. When he said, um, I just have to read the scripture, so I'm going to find it for you. Just give me a moment. Um, I tell you, Luke eleven nine, and I tell you, ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and the door will be opened. Um, what, um, open to you? For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will he, uh, instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the holy Spirit to those who ask him? God, if you're asking for his he 's not going to give you that, and he is going. His, he God is more interested in you living in truth than you even are, and we have to trust God. And not ourselves. If we think that we can decide if we're in error or not simply by our limited understanding of the Word of God, then we're deceived just to begin with. We need the Holy Spirit to keep us pure, to purify our hearts, to keep us in truth. Amen. So, when we have more of the Word, we have more of the Holy Spirit. And we, have, we should have more of the Holy Spirit, we should have more of the Father. When we have more of the Father, we have more of the Word and the Spirit. And when we have this, more of the Spirit, we have more of the Father and of the Word. So let us all be on the same page. When we say we want the Spirit of God, God Himself, we are getting the whole deal, the whole package. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, we just want to thank you for your love, your goodness, your kindness towards us, you want us to have the fullness of life, like your word says, life as God has it, and that means Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all in the package which Jesus said to his disciples, he gives us, that you would come make your home in us, yes, we truly want more of you in every single way. Just lift up your your hands to the Lord I think let's just I just want to start by just repenting again of where we've relied on ourselves and out of genuine concern, where we thought like i, I don't' I'll, the, the, the desire to keep yourself pure, the desire to keep yourself in truth, where, where you've let, literally taken that upon yourself. That's just, you know, I, I just confess that's arrogance. I can confess my own arrogance in that area of my life, that I cannot live pure on my own. Uh, forgive us, Lord, Forgive me, Lord. I'm going to put me in, and you can put your, me in. Forgive me, Lord, where I have tried to live up in my own strength, your principles, where I've fallen short, where I should have been relying fully on you. Forgive me, Lord, for thinking that I can keep myself pure, that I can keep myself in your way. Forgive me for my arrogance, for my pride in that. And right now, I declare that it is you, spirit of truth, that leads me into all truth, that opens up and illuminates the word of God, the living word of God that's active, that, that penetrates into us. The, the light penetrates into us, dividing soul and marrow and, and just causing your life and your light to flow into us. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Word of God. Come, Father God. Fill us to overflowing with you. Let us never limit you to our understanding, Father, to a formula, to a principle. Come, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us. We give you control. We want to go up into from our... Simple addition and subtraction. We want to go to the algebra, the exponent, uh, uh, to um, what's the word? Exponential, exponential power, exponential life, exponential joy, exponential love, exponential kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, exponential because that is who you are. Take us further into you, in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit NigelDebbie.org.